on today's episode of Project Pundits Unplugged. The only thing my Apple Watch rewards me for, it says, congratulations, you met your stand goal for the day. Jim stands for what's right. <laughs> you stood far just as long as we were hoping you could get on your feet. That's awesome. Um, so I don't, I, how many, Jim, how many pills do you take a day? So What's, I, I can't, so I, it's actually quite amazing. It's, quite I, amazing. I, it's, I mean, I, I cover, I, I cover 70% of the alphabet. And tinfoil hat theories on artificial intelligence. It's not a stretch to see how a semi-intelligent AI who gets some sort of awareness with these types of devices now, cameras, anything connect like my ice maker is connected i have a g a opal like profile ice maker and it's not it's connected like I, no ice in your gym or i'm gonna like, over no. So welcome everyone. I'm kicking it. I'm kicking this thing off officially. Welcome to uh, episode four of uh, the uh, Project Pundits Unplugged podcast, and uh, this is this is our episode mostly unfiltered career advice. We're talk a little bit today about some of the reasons why you may or may not decide that project management, program management, this general career path may or may not be right for you. Um, We're hopeful that uh, the discussion, aside from illuminating those who are potentially interested in doing it, may also help people who are interested in progressing on their current career path, um, as well as maybe others who are trying to figure out, hey, what are all those PMs about and why do I have them and what is it that they do? Jim, anything else that you can think of uh, that that we're going to talk about today? No, I think we're gonna we're gonna broadly cover a, a lot of different things. I think there are certain elements, as usual, with our topics where a deeper dive is warranted, and we'll do those as appropriate in future episodes. Um, but you know, we got to keep Braden from meandering off on too many tracks because he likes to pontificate. To express one's opinions in a way considered annoyingly pompous or dogmatic. Yep. Um, That's so all we'll I do, do is is pontificate. Let's jump in. Let me start off by talking a little bit about some of the benefits of project management. We'll leave Jim to talk about the drawbacks. <laughs> that's uh, that's just usually how these things are ordered around here. Um, some of the things that are that that if you're interested in project management, here are some of the good parts. Depending on your personality, uh, maybe some of these you might see as drawbacks. Um, one of the first ones is that there's always a new challenge when you're a project manager. So um, every time, at, at, as project managers and, and program managers, typically you're dealing with something new on some sort of cycle. It could be every three months, every year, uh, sometimes less frequently, often more frequently than that, where you're dealing with new things. That could be um, a, a new initiative overall. It could be new technologies. It could be... Um, new problems that you're trying to solve, but there's constantly new things that are being thrown at you. Um, the new technologies that you get to learn, um, every new project typically 
not every new project, but often new projects will introduce you to new technologies. You have the opportunity, um, especially those who who have motivation and want to say, hey, here's an opportunity for me to actually broaden my exposure, my education, and ultimately I'd say your value. Um, you get to learn new technologies with every new project that you have and be conversant at them. Maybe you're not, you're not coding in that technology, but as a PM, you can at least understand how it can be applied, what you can do with it, um, and, and ultimately understand the, the pros and cons, the drawbacks of, of certain types of technologies. Project management involves lots of human interaction. If human interaction is your thing, you like people and you like regularly interacting with people, project management's a great place to be. You, my, most of my days as a project manager are filled with interacting directly with other individuals. I do not spend a lot of my time. Some Occasionally I'll be in front of PowerPoint or project. You have min, administrative days where I might be um, doing a lot of administrative work, but most of my day... Um, is is spent talking with other people, interacting with them, um, with all of their attendant uh, challenging personality quirks. I, I've worked with Jim directly yep. uh, a number of times. Here we look are. What that's, look what that's brought, right? I mean, yep. oh my gosh. But that's okay. You can still find good people in your projects too. And that's what I'm hopeful that folks, did I, did I, okay, sort of a grant. I didn't really get a big grant. Um, I will say project management will give you um, fantastic compensation. I have never had a complaint about the compensation that I've been given uh, as project manager. Jim, I, I don't have. know if you feel the same way. You, you okay? Oh, I always, Jim, I never we'll- make enough, but but no. I mean, as in a comparison to two different roles, I think compensation wise, and look, the job, and we'll get into it, isn't always easy. But uh, compensation wise, it's you, you you get more than a fair wage. How about that? Yeah, I. I I'll just say I've never had never had complaints about it. Uh, project management will also fairly uniquely expose you, I think, to a broader network than you might um, in other opportunities. I've served in other uh, project type uh, roles, like as as an analyst, as a design lead, and other things. And while you can get some exposure in those roles, the project manager, I think, tends to interact with a really broad set of um, people across the organization and at different levels, both peers as well as vertically. Um, and, and as a result, I think it's a really great opportunity, especially if you're skilled at what you do and you come across as competent. Um, you have a great opportunity to expand your network within the project management program management space. Yeah, and I'll say, I'll just don't, don't forget as well, you're exposed to vendors uh, as well. And that, that's even broader, right? So you have to usually manage vendors and you're usually the conduit or at least one of the conduits for helping them get work done. So it's a great way of, of building a network even outside of the organization you're working with. Um, the, the other thing that I think is, is unique within the project management space is you tend to learn, if, if you apply, I'll say if you apply yourself correctly, you tend to learn the business of whatever it is that you're doing and often the technology as well, much faster than you can in other roles. Jim, do you want to talk us through some of the, the drawbacks that uh, the, the things that are maybe uh, not so fun about project management? Yeah, and I think, I, I think you know, there's a, there's a few things to touch on. And, and, and really, this isn't for everybody. I mean, you know, it, so again, you don't have direct control as a project manager, almost very rarely. It does happen once in a while. You have people reporting directly to you. But for the most part, you need to get things done with influence and 
um, that is that is not an easy thing to do. Even if you are right or you think you have the right answers, that doesn't matter. So you for need- control freaks like Jim, yep. this is really a, uh, just a it, it's a tough sticking point to. I love to take control of anything. It's a very tough sticking point, and you start to you have to really know the difference between influence and manipulation. Right, they're very close cousins. Uh, in the end, they're similar effects, but one is done with uh, a little less good intentions than the other. Um, Jim, what is but, what and and what percent do you manipulate versus influence? Let's not. Okay, we don't. I, need to I, I'm only influencer. I, I I've given up uh, my uh, any any sort of manipulation uh, that I've done in the past. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> So you have to be comfortable working with ambiguity. Over time, you learn techniques to clarify and and put put structure around things. But a lot of times in project management, you have to be comfortable operating with ambiguity, filling in gaps. So that's that's not easy for 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 everyone. Um, unrealistic expectations is a huge one, right? So a lot of what you need to do is understand what people's expectations are, and if they are so unrealistic, you have to you have to a lot of times figure out how to reset expectations. But you're, you inevitably, there's going to be somebody who has an expectation that is unrealistic you're not going to be able to meet. Um, ultimately, people are going to look to you as either the responsible or the accountable party. So that's pressure. It's like anything else. So, um, you know, Braden and I were talking about personal responsibilities not too long ago. It's it's a similar thing, right? If you're, if you're the breadwinner or you're the person who's responsible for paying rent and there are people dependent on you, that's pressure, you know? And, you know... That's that's not for everybody as well, but ultimately, as a PM, you are the responsible party. You are, and we've said this before, the CEO or the president of your of your effort. So so that's that's a difficult thing. Yeah, and uh, we'll flash this up on the screen. There's a comic that uh, my friend Jerry uh, always brings up to me, and he he belly laughs at this mainly because it's like a sadistic belly laugh, but. Um, it, it, it's a comic that says, you know, uh, it's it's a guy, as you can see, uh, uh, ringing his secretary and said, uh, uh, for the meeting, I need a copy of uh, of the agenda, the hidden agenda, and my own twisted personal agenda. Um, and I and I think it's it's funny because when when you the more and more you do this, you realize that again, people come into projects with. Uh, different agendas for what they want to get out of it or what they want to get out of their career politically or and 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 you should be aware of all those things but again part of your job is to navigate that understand that and in in align align people technologies processes all those things to work to the outcomes that that you're looking to achieve girls only want boyfriends who have great skills let me let me share a little bit about uh, some of the qualifications, background, um, education certifications, those sorts of things that people might expect you to have as uh, as project manager. I'm going to try to share with you the ones that I think are table stakes, the ones that you really are going to need to come to the table with. Some that some organizations care about, and then I'll give you my opinion on some that I don't think really matter at all. Um, so you know, the, again, this personal opinion. But I will say this comes as a result of, number one, many years of my own hiring, uh, many years of being in organizations that are hiring and knowing what qualifications they're looking for, and also being hired into multiple 
organizations as well. So I, I feel at least semi-qualified to share uh, some of the, the, the background. As table stakes, um, you're, you're generally going to be expected to have um, at least a bachelor's degree in some field. Now, I'll say generally, um, for the most part, if you're working in an organization, let's say, where most of the project management that work that you're going to be doing is in, let's say, an IT field, having a generic uh, uh, information management degree um, or a related fee uh, degree somewhere in the um, management field, if you're doing business, um, is is sort of a common one. But honestly, I think a bachelor's degree um, at at an entry level. In, in any semi-related field is probably the only table stakes that I expect entry-level project managers to have. Um, in addition to that, there are a lot of organizations that will also look at PMP certifications as something that's important to them. Um, if you don't start with it, they'll often encourage you, even fund and pay for you to take the tests, reimburse you, do educational reimbursement. There's lots of uh, um, organizations that will both emphasize that. And I know Jim and I differ sometimes on training and certifications. I still do think that a lot of the principles involved, particularly in PMBOK, the Project Management Book of Knowledge, I think there's some important and useful principles. I think it gets overapplied. And I honestly, personally, now this is this is my personal opinion on this, I don't, I don't look at someone with a PMP certification and think that person is definitely a better project manager than someone who doesn't. I don't. I say there's someone who's learned principles and terms. Do they know how to apply those? Heaven knows. I couldn't tell you. Do they have the common sense to know when I should do this versus that? I've rarely seen a, a consistent correlation between someone who has a PMP and is a better project manager than not. So I don't put personal store by it, but I know lots of organizations will look... Um, either as table stakes for PMP sometimes, um, or who will strongly encourage it. So having that is more, I think, of something to say, I check the box and I don't get weeded out by my qualifications. Those are the two things that I think are kind of your baseline table stakes. Beyond that, I think any education that folks come and bring to the table you know, lots of people have advanced degrees, master's degrees in information management, have tons of, you know, academic learning. Honestly, again, my, based on my experience, I don't see any benefit at all um, in the actual hiring of a project manager to do a given heavy, you know, program management experience or some of the more advanced cap uh, uh, roles that you might have out there. I don't see them winning uh, uh, roles more because they have more education beyond those two table stakes, what I really see is after that, it's people's experience. And, and I think that that is 99%. Could you occasionally get someone uh, who has a really specific mindset and says, oh, I would never hire someone who didn't have a degree from Oxford. This is my, when, when I get into the, the sort of stuffy, you know, degree mode, I sort of do the, uh, you know, nasal thing. But, uh, and how he talks to his children. <laughs> and his, exactly, and his, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. And his dog. <laughs> I do talk to my dog that way. Quiet down I, now. I say that, Roquefoot. But in, in the end, I, I honestly based on my experience, this isn't personal opinion, this is actually experience, I have rarely seen where someone's education, advanced education, this this means degrees beyond bachelor's and beyond PMP certification, 
I don't think I've ever seen where that was a deciding factor over someone's experience to have them win a role uh, for you know a more not, advanced role. Not in this career, not in this career path. In in other places, yeah. it absolutely is. But talking not, specific not in this to path. To, yeah. to project program portfolio management, I do not think that advanced degrees make a significant difference, and I, I think I can speak from personal experience that, that that's just not the case. Yeah, I think uh, I'll just throw one more thing on. You, you had mentioned, uh, you know, PMP certifications. There's program management certifications, and then there's also the, you know, the the agile, um, you know, Scrum Master certification. So uh, similar similar type of thing, especially with the growth of DevOps and agile. You know, certifications for being a Scrum Master, which is an offshoot of project management, right? Um, yeah, again. Maybe table, maybe similar, very similar to a PMP. Maybe table stakes for some organizations. Do you want to uh, do you want to cover uh, self evaluation and and um, you know start start by understanding where your passions lie. Don't just I, I would not recommend chasing project manager because it pays more. It you know you, that'll quickly get old. It'll quickly get old if you don't have the right temperament or passion for what you're doing. Right. So understand where your passion is, and then honestly. If you know where your passions are, you can usually find project management related to what your passion is. That's the ideal thing, right? Because then you're working on projects that are tied to where your passions are. Um, so understand that. Understand where your motivations are. You know, do you get bored easily? Then project management might be something for you. But honestly, and this is not to disparage accountants, I could never do it. But if you're more comfortable kind of, you know, working with numbers and spreadsheets and everything else, that's not as much of a project management when thing. Jim when Jim lands in purgatory someday, he Ugh. will be he will be an accountant who, you know, and and again, I I hear I, I sound like I'm disparaging accountants. I should pick some you know mythical job, but I think I pick accountant because it tends to be I think a very stable, regularly repetitive job that yep. Jim would struggle to. Now we're going to get flamed by all the accountants out there. They're going to say Fla- flamed. It's an appropriate choice of words using purgatory. Um, I don't want to go there too much, but yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I think if, you know, if you're a fast learner, huge benefits to being in a project management role because you're going to get thrown a lot of different things at once. Similar, uh, you know, similar uh, tangentially related as well. So, you know, how do you do in stressful situations? Is that something where... You know, some people really thrive in them. Others struggle, and and usually every most people are somewhere in the middle of that. But you know, this is a normal, a normal uh, situation is to is to be in a, you know a stressful uh, set of scenarios that you have to navigate through. Um, you know how how important and, and some of this is related to the type of PM job you're going to get to. But how important is the money to you? Is is you know is the money is it the money? Is it the type of work? Is it, you know, uh, different things? Just just understand how important these things are to you. Is it important for you to be recognized, whether that's by the organization, by your peers or whatnot? What I'll tell you is recognition is uniquely uh, uh, tied to the culture of the organization you're working with. And, and in a very ironic way, and this is worth a sidebar at some point, the, those who get recognized typically, I found in corporations are what I call white knights, and and I have a whole big thing on white knights, and that is basically, 
I, I'll be a, a, a overgeneralized. Those are those are folks who've managed a project what I would consider poorly for eighty to ninety percent of the project, and then in the last months, right before go live, they they work. 70 80 90 hours a week pull their hair out and they get the thing over the finish line even though it's only half of the scope and it's twice the budget but they pulled it over the finish line and they get recognized because of all the effort they put in not the outcome whereas if you're good at what you do and you deliver on time and on budget it's a sad state of affairs but you're you're going to be less likely to be recognized because that was the expectation. I, it's just a weird phenomenon in corporate America. I'd love to eventually, you know, start an effort to change that. But this is what I was talking about recognition. If if that's important to you, you know, you're not going to always be recognized for this. And and for those of us who who've done this for a long time, I think it's always been more important for me to have the team members be recognized, anyways. So. Um, I don't really care about that, but that's something to, to understand about yourself. Show me the money! Show me the money! Show me the money! That's Jim, right. That's all that's the people right. care about this is. We, we, we probably have teased this, you know, with all kinds of big things that say, am I making enough money as a project manager? Why aren't I making as much as all? This is it. This yep. is probably what they skipped to. Jim, give it to them. Come on. So I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be super dry and have a, a referenceable source. So what's up on the screen Boo. Uh, is is uh, is the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics breakdown of uh, median salaries for project managers. This is 2021. It trails a little bit, but um, they 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 indicate that. Uh, the the median U.S. salary for a project manager in 2021 um, uh, is 94,500 a year, which is is pretty good. I mean, as a median salary generally, um, with the bottom 10% uh, showing uh, uh, earnings of just under 50,000, 49,750, uh, and the top 10% they show at, at being around 160,000 a year. Um, I will give you. As a person who's been in all of those roles, and I've in in uh, I've negotiated, I've been taken advantage of, I've negotiated my own roles and everything else. I will tell you, there's 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 no one set of answers, and unfortunately, it's circumstantial based upon a lot of times the industry you're in, the complexity of the work. Sometimes your skill set and experience, if you have experience working with a difficult uh, set of technology offerings in, in a certain space, if you're specialized in biomedical, there's a whole project management career path that's there that's very specialized about how, you know, how you do quality controls and, you know, go through government approvals and things like that. Um, Braden and I do a lot of work in the healthcare industry. Uh, people who understand healthcare and then who specialize and even understand healthcare payers or insurers and then who may understand how uh, a technology for like a healthcare claim and administration engine work or platform, all of those things contribute to uh, what what your your expectations around uh, whether it's it's billable rates or salaries could be. So I will tell you that on the low end, I, I would say. 
these days, I don't see anybody on the lowest contract level making less than $30 an hour, and that would be right out of school, really. For the most part, that's in the 40s or $50 an hour for really early, low career um, uh, and whatnot. Um, Salary-wise, again, I, I think I think that's pretty pretty accurate of a you know, 49750 that's probably a good baseline lower end of the spectrum for being a project manager, whether that's, you know, titles of project coordinator, project administrator, whatnot. But in, on the upside, again, it, it's got, you know, another big factor is where you live. Braden lives in California. I live in Massachusetts. Both of those areas have very high, high cost of living. Those are and both bad examples, Jim. You got they are. They're, you they're, <laughs> they're, they're skewed. They're very skewed, right? And so, you know, I, it, 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 as opposed to, you know, I, I, I'll say, though, you know, Chicago's, all the metro, a lot of the metro is where these companies concentrate, right? They're fighting over the same resources and whatnot. So, and then again, the, the cost of living is much higher. So the expectations are up there. But, um, you know, there's government work, which may pay you less, but talk about stability. You could be a project manager, work for a state agency for, you know, career. And and if you're employed by them and, and some of them are even unionized, don't don't sleep on the on the side benefits of, of pensions and uh, all these other benefits like that, that accrue unbelievably over time. Uh, my son does some work for the local town in just the work he does. I, I, you know, we went through his retirement statement since he was working there since he was 14 and I'm blown away. And he was just an hourly town employee. So you need to look at the total compensation. The best, the, the way you're going to make the most is you're going to build your own network. You're going to form relationships yourself. You're going to find opportunities and you're going to try to cut out middlemen as much as possible. So when you're early in your career, that's going to be difficult. You're going to you're not going to be able to find opportunities. You're going to have to leverage someone who has the relationship with a company in order to identify the opportunities. And you're giving up leverage and you're giving up um, some portion of your your billable rate because it's going to be split. So I know, Braden, we talked about flashing the, the, the big thing up, but I will tell you, those hourly ranges, I'd put them from 30, 40, 50 at the very low end. You can get as high, and it's. And I don't want to set unrealistic expectations. You can independently, you can probably get as high as 200, 200 an hour, maybe, maybe a little higher, but you really have to be connected in, in whatnot. Salary wise, again, probably looking at the, you know, 50,000 or so a year. As a project manager, you can an independent contributor, probably up through program manager. I don't know, Braden. I would say you can get to 150, 160, 175, 180. When you start to get north of there, you're usually at a director level, a senior director level, and you're carrying other responsibilities. You're not just managing an effort. Usually, you're not an independent contributor, individual contributor. You're a manager of resources. You're carrying multiple projects, multiple people with multiple responsibilities, and in the upside from there, I mean, you with with variable compensation, you can go upwards of over two hundred thousand. When you start to progress up there, you know, I, I would say your your ceiling is probably somewhere in a four hundred thousand dollar range, you know. But you know, it those jobs are hard. There's less and less of those types of opportunities as you progress up, but. Yeah, there. you're. I, I would say that right. The the top end when you're talking, you know, at the, the peak of the, 
you know, three, four hundred, and and a significant portion of that, I'd say, is variable compensation. Yeah. That's that's in my mind executive. So that's when yeah. Yeah. Um, you own the entire project management organization. You have uh, all kinds of responsibilities outside of just really managing projects. You you might yeah. be overseeing um, kind of uh, investment criteria. You're you may have external. Uh, reporting responsibilities, you're, you're going to be deeply involved in a lot more than just managing initiatives. Um, so, and and enormous amounts of pressure. You know, I, I know while you while you increase your experience and you increase your uh, you know value that you add to the organization and you increase your compensation, um, there's a commensurate increase in expectations on you, increase yeah. in the pressure that you're expected to to deal with. Um, every day. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Your salary goes up. So does your stress. So does your time commitments, the complexity of the projects, the durations a lot of times, right? So, you know, these and, larger and, projects and, go and I was for years. Say that the, the other thing that, that goes uh, it, the inverse yeah. is, is the lower end of things as you're a project administrator and first starting to learn, you're given um, very explicit amounts of direction, you know, uh, set up this meeting for this time with these invitees, you know, you're, you're doing administrative functions where you're getting almost all of the inputs um, and, and you're doing a lot of administrative overhead and, and work at, at the low end. As you get higher and higher up, um, the amount of concrete input into what you're supposed to be doing goes down such that, you know, it, you might throw problems to an executive to say, you know, I don't like the way that we're currently dealing with, you know, something very amorphous and gray, go solve that. And uh, you're not given any direction, maybe not any budget, you're just told fix it. Yep. And, uh, and you have to go fix that. So uh, a lot less direction, the further on you go. Yep. And, and again, and you may find yourself that, you know, and again, that's with any career path, right? When you hit certain levels, it, it might not, you might find your level and you find, and this is where you want to be and you enjoy it and you make a great salary. Great. You may find that, you know, this is your peak and you want to migrate to a different career. I, I, I think project management, I, I, I will be very positive about it. Um, you can have a lot of influence over the success of, of things, you get to meet a lot of people. If you like to solve problems or be part of solving problems, I don't I don't know of many careers that give you this many opportunities. Consulting is an offshoot of this. Um, that is, it's essentially, to my mind, it's an expansion on project management, really. It's essentially project management plus all those ancillary things. You may have to do those things as well. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I... I, I highly recommend it. It's not for everybody. Again, if, if, if you have certain temperaments where certain things stress you out, it might not be for you. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't see a lot of harm in giving it a try. If this is something you're considering, find yourself mentors. I think this is, so we didn't mention this and it's kind of outside of this, but it's always helpful to identify someone who is doing the role that you want to do that you can bounce things off of and, and, you know, check to see if you're crazy to this day, Brendan and I, before we even got on this, you know, we were talking about, like, I even questioned myself, something I've been doing for 20 years, like, like I need someone to just check whether or not I'm gone crazy or like, you know, and, 
and I think finding mentors and and others around you and 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 again we can't obviously do this at scale, but you know happy to answer questions as well if if you have career type of questions and and I would say in probably the dialogue around the comments I'm sure there are other people who are I think it's a good community of people who like to help each other too. I'll say that there are a lot of people in this community who wanna who wanna help each other out. Um, so so let me sign off here. So guys, thank you. So much for watching today. Uh, as always, feel free to uh, leave comments and uh, and subscribe if you thought it was worthy of your attention. Uh, and never forget that if you think your project problems are bad, just wait till you see the solutions. Right, Jim? Is that that's not... it? <laughs> okay. So we're trying out taglines. Uh, we'll we'll see which one sticks. I like it. I'm not disagreeing. All right, everybody. See you next time. See you guys.